हेलो फ्रेंड्स आई एम अंशुमान तिवारी एंड दिस इज माय पॉडकास्ट नाउ कॉल्ड मैनेज बेटर आल्सो टू बी फाउंड एट www.managebetter.in दिस पॉडकास्ट वाज अर्लियर कॉल्ड ऑपरेशनल एक्सीलेंस एंड आई एम एक्सपेक्टिंग इट टू मूव टू मैनेज बेटर विद द होप दैट इट विल ब्रॉडन द स्कोप ऑफ द टॉपिक्स दैट वी कैन कवर I am hoping to bring you best practices and stories from all aspects of managing better from across the world of people who have done it have been have had success and are willing to share their success stories if you like these episodes please share it across your network uh, through linkedin twitter through any other means that you like um, and please do subscribe so that you get to know when the next episode is available Today I bring to you a very interesting guest. She is from Israel and a very well-known quality consultant uh, there and we have interacted for a while over um LinkedIn and other uh, social networks and I am very very impressed with her passion for quality. This is a story that we all need to hear. So let me introduce my guest today. Carmit Berdugo Cohen or Carmit for me is a forward thinking quality manager who embraces bold and visionary strategies to reach out and and to deliver world class results while making quality a priority adding value and increasing customer satisfaction uh, very all encompassing quality principles i would say carmit has over 15 years of experience and her approach to quality is unorthodox and and she heavily uses out of the box creativity in her professional life um she believes that the biggest drawback industry is facing today is our outdated approach to quality i couldn't agree with her more because um, that's some of the some of my belief as well um her personal goal um, of some kind is to is to innovate quality thinking and adjust it to the era of industry 4.0 she communicates her insights and thoughts on quality 4.0 on linkedin and other platforms and uh, this is only to inspire colleagues all across the world to rethink quality and make it more relevant to the world today and therefore uh, retain the glory that um, quality deserves she believes that quality when properly executed is an exponential engine for growth and uh, um also reduces time to market she has established a very dedicated platform which is something that we will talk about later today uh, called collaborator spelled q collaborator so q l l a b o r a t o r she will speak about it more during our session today and i will of course include links so that you all can visit the network and see what um, she is trying to do um, through this network she is trying to bring best known methods from other quality experts welcome carmit to my podcast i am very excited to uh, speak to you today and learn from you today hi thank you very much anshuman i'm really glad to be here thank you i hope this session will also motivate and encourage other quality leaders across the world so um let's get to get to the session um, as you know carmit i like to keep these sessions more conversational and um, and an informal so i do of course have a series of questions and um, you know let's let's get straight away to it so and during the during the questions i would definitely like you to talk about your 
collaborator network which i think is the number one reason why i got very interested in your work okay, okay. so firstly let's start with uh, tell us a little bit more about your career in quality how did you get into quality and your journey in the last 15 odd years in quality um yeah. for our listeners okay so uh, this is quite interesting story because in many way i think that quality choose me not i choose quality so basically i start with my academic career in learning all different kind of thing like mathematics but when i say at some point i noticed that mathematics is not the best fit for me so i start to look for another path and then i found in the israeli technical institute the quality assurance uh courses and i start and once i started i also find a job in quality assurance so i start my first job and then roll on from a job to a job at some point i have the privilege to work in china as well and and at any role i fill in i actually found that the no matter what is the industry no matter whether it's american headquarter or some different type of headquarter i see the same belief and behavior around quality yeah very interesting i think uh, yeah so at first it was really i i was not sure that i really into this profession because it was hard you know everybody celebrates success and uh, with quality usually you have to talk about the things that are not working and the things that need to be improved and the things that people need to do better and initially didn't like it so much but after a time i must say that i i i start to enjoy it and i see the value uh, the game changer for me was that i managed to stop crying that i didn't get management commitment and then i understand that i am the one that responsible to get the management commitment this is the reason i am leading the quality in a specific organization so once i understand it and i i actually myself redefined my scope of work and put marketing of quality and selling quality to the management as my top priority i have to say the things uh, shaped and changed awesomely and in pretty good faith uh, so one year later here i was with like all the manager are buy in we have strategic quality plan across all the organization and everybody literally everybody in the organization want to be part of it and want to lead some of the quality program or the new uh, process that we are going to define so this is the moment for me that i understand actually quality is a game changer and the game changer for me was that i was able to redefine my scope and put more emphasis on showing the value to other people no that is fantastic i think i think uh, yeah. i can clearly resonate that um, you know the fact that when people don't get stakeholder um, i would say support the most common behavior is to blame stakeholders and you did not do that you know very refreshing to see that you found that you know there was 
some responsibility we should take as quality professionals or performance excellence professionals or you know management professionals that it is our responsibility to uh, showcase or sell quality or market quality as you say to senior leadership and uh, i'm sure many listeners will also resonate with this because we all go through this but you chose a different uh, path to it so you know let's talk about uh, uh, that a little bit more in the remaining questions or rest of the podcast uh next i would like to actually understand from you uh, karmit is um, how do you and this is a general question so uh, you know you can you can keep the answer global as well because you are very well connected globally and and you know have quality and related friends across the world my question would be how would you assess the state of quality as a profession in of course your country israel and and globally uh, how do you think we are doing as a set of quality professionals um, good bad ugly uh, and quickly if uh, you know you have some recommendation for that yes so i will i will answer for the global because i think that israeli is the world is not different from other countries the world mm-hmm. and basically if we'll take it to the top level i think that the quality professional leader and team of today are not doing a particularly good job in articulating the value the business mm-hmm. can get from quality. And once you're not managed to articulate the value, and once you're not managed to do a, you know, buy-in, uh, so you're not there. You're not there in critical decision. You're not there in all kind of off-site where people get decision what to do next. You're not there in new product. You're not there in, like, you know, the critical task to the environment. Mm. Uh, to the business environment, and once you are not there, your ability to influence right, is getting smaller and smaller. And people identify that you are cannot, that you are not part of the game, and you are, you are not in a place of influence. You don't have a place in the table. So why should I listen to this quality manager? I don't have time for this, right? Yeah. I want, mm-hmm. I yeah, I want to engage in all of those tasks that. Quality is not even there. They are not there to tell me how to do my job. They are not there to tell me what are the, the BKM, best known method, what is the reject criteria, how should I do things better, what is the lesson learned for previous uh, things, failure. They are not there. Mm, no, very well said. I think, uh, yeah. I think it resonates also with the first point that you made where you said that, you know, it is our responsibility. And in most cases, um globally also and i speak to quite a few people globally and we all seem to be thinking that if we don't contribute if we don't add value it is very easy for operations or the management team to uh, not invite us to the table okay Correct. Um, and and i just i just need to say that the mm-hmm. value should be in the business eye not in the quality manager eye because yeah. you need to see that we are talking in two in two in two voice So the quality talking in the quality voice, but the management don't understand the quality voice, right? They need someone to talk in their language, which is usually money, profit, value to the business, business goal, and so on. No, absolutely. I think, uh, you know, this this is extremely important because we all know that Dr. Juran himself said that uh, quality managers should be bilingual. He or she should be able to talk in terms of 
uh, activities, instruction, what is to be done to colleagues and people who work. But for senior management, he or she has to learn the value or the language of money. And uh, you are exactly right that, you know, if that is not there, then things become very, very difficult. Okay, um, so um, from a from a challenges point of view, and you did mention one of the challenges is to is to retain the engagement and interest of uh, senior leadership. But uh, are there any other challenges or new challenges that you see that the field of quality is um, witnessing or seeing from a from a day-to-day relevance point of view? Yes. So you see everybody talking about how the world is changing and the digital transformation and so on. And we can see that over the time, the business environment changed and many organizations, if not all the organizations, should work today faster. The time to market is getting shorter. You need to reinvent reinvent yourself and, and come out with like more customization to your product or new product or new flavor of product and you need to do it really fast. And while we see that the majority of the business and the organization are like are dealing with it effectively and the R&D team, marketing team, sales team, manufacturing team all on to do what they do but in faster rhythm the quality didn't the quality team didn't so you you see a quality plea, a team that persists that you need to do uh, like all kind of qualification and all the quality tasks they just they remain the same like it was things they remain as they was like 20 years ago and the quality team now the main challenge is to actually go and reinvent their thinking reinvent their process maybe make them modular maybe shorten them a little bit maybe be engaged earlier in the process okay, to fit mm-hmm. the speed. Otherwise, people will not do first article inspection, right? If it takes me two months to do first article inspection, but I only have two weeks to deliver the park, it's not relevant. And if it's not relevant, tell me, Anshuan, what, why I need quality for? Yeah, I think, I think the, the, the challenge of speed is common across the world. And uh, I completely agree that um, in my world also, I work in the IT industry now, but I've worked in other industries as well. And this is the number one challenge that people see the quality profession uh, as too slow sometimes because uh, we, even going back to, and you know this uh, very well, Karmit, that, you know, some some of the Six Sigma projects or Lean Six Sigma projects take six months, you know, or more. Nobody nobody has the time or interest in a project which is which will come back and deliver in six months' time. You know, so you're right. You know, if we keep it short, uh, and that is the agile method also that keep it keep it short, keep it two weeks, four weeks, and um, you know, show value and keep moving on. So very well said. Um, thanks thanks for that reinforcement. Uh, as well um, so I think this is a good point in this uh, in this podcast Karmit to move to your favorite topic which is uh, collaborator do you want to tell us a little bit about um, what you're trying to do in collaborator and um, of course um, how do you plan to grow it and what are what is it currently doing that kind of thing 
Yes, so initially, initially what I think is that I can make collaborator a platform where all the quality uh, professional and leader worldwide will be able to share, you know, the top gain, the top success. Like everyone has something that is doing really good, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I see that uh, people are not so eager to share. So what I start, I start to uh, publish my own post, my own idea on what you need to do. How do you need to do it? And kind of develop the quality into, well, I don't like this world, but into leaders, into people that are like, are key in the organization and the organization see the value. So I'm doing it in my, in my post. I'm planning to uh, shot few video and I also working now on a training of a step-by-step -step for quality leader and manager to actually gain management commitment. Okay, so very interesting. And, and for, for our listeners, if, if some of us want to help or contribute or, or you know, visit your um, collaborator site or blog, how do we do that? So, in the collaborator, you have like option to send me email or to contact me in any of the social media, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Okay. okay, fair enough. So I think uh, so for, for listeners, it is important to know that Karmit is trying to do a very important job um, in terms of trying to get the best practices and sharing it across. Um, and her platform is available from all the main social platforms i will include a link to this um, post uh, uh, to the blog in the when i post this video uh, or this podcast so look out for that and of course you know karmit is very easy to find on linkedin she's um, uh, quite popular there so please do reach out if you have ideas related to this okay um, so let's move um, on with this um, session uh, karmit and uh, this is a slightly offbeat question. So I have always seen that whenever I speak to quality professionals uh, across the world, there is a professional quality improvement journey and there is also a personal quality improvement journey. So all of us have evolved as a professional through some experiences of maybe a certification, maybe a job where we, were, we failed um, or maybe a job where we did really well maybe a shift in career, something, some interesting career trigger or personal improvement journey is always there. And uh, have you had any such um, experiences where or where you decided to kind of put your quality journey into fifth gear or, you know, and accelerate that journey or you believed more in that journey because of some uh, situation or incident, if you would like to share so that our listeners can uh, be motivated or their message can be reinforced. Uh, okay, so I will tell you what, at the minute that uh, I was in a, I, I find myself in an inconvenient situation mm -hmm. where um, people actually uh, kind of told me, not very directly, but this is the message I get, that if the quality is not perceived as like a very good quality, this is my responsibility. Mm 
אז the quality manager, the head of quality in the organization, at first it was really weird for me to, to hear because what you want for me, I told you that you need to do one, two, three, but you didn't do it. But after a, a, a personal journey, which I have to say was a little bit painful, Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, I start to acquire different soft skills, not quality related, because I have all the basic of quality pretty covered up. I, I know everything. I had my degree. I was really good quality profession. professional. I was not a leader. Mm -hmm. At the moment that I start to learn a leader, soft leadership skill, okay, I told you how to sell in, how to do marketing for quality, how to articulate the value of quality better, how to think in an innovative way, how to adjust my system to the uh, process and understand that I'm the, I'm the one responsible as well quality. If people told me that they have like a customer complaint or the quality is not where it should be, this is my responsibility to go and make sure that everybody will be buying adjust the process so people will be able to comply them and not ignore them. And for me, this was a milestone also in my professional life, uh, in my personal life. And by the way, this, has, this was also the time that I really get it. The coin mm. will drop and I also start to write in LinkedIn and everyone because I understand that I am on to something. And that, and, and that I, I could say that, that my life as a quality professional and as a person will change. I can see the before and after. And I want everyone to see this after. I want everyone to come to work and be really happy and understand that they are a, a, a key value to the system. They are key people and, and, and the, the management need them, need them there. And the fact that they are there is the way of the management to say, we need quality, just show us how, show us the way. No, I think uh, that's very inspiring, Carmen, because uh, I'm sure many of us have these moments or these situations in our professional life where we are not able to deliver and we don't get good feedback. And many of us will take it um, in a way, uh, you know, feel depressed about it or, or not be very positive about it. You did not do that. You know, you took it positively. You wanted to change the situation. Uh, you not only changed the situation yourself, but you also started writing about it, talking about it, speaking to people. And this session is itself an example of your your efforts to reach out with your message to others that, um, you know, setbacks are inevitable. We will always have some setback, but a quality professional should also always learn from that setback and come back and make a bigger impact. Ultimately, as you said earlier, making an impact, making a difference for senior leadership yeah. is, the, is the core issue. So, fantastic. Um, so we, we are all about uh, wrapping up this um, discussion, Karmit. I, I just want to, I know that you read a lot and you write as well. And, um, you know, most quality professionals do read a lot. Uh, uh, it is almost like part of our um, DNA. But would there be any uh, favorite quality or management books or anything that you would like to recommend for our listeners? Well, I have a few books. Two of mm -hmm. them are really management related. And one of them is a book that I'm going on a few years already and I really like. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So the one, the first book I would like to recommend for every quality professional is The Wisdom of the Crowd. The Wisdom of the Crowd, okay. Yes, because this book actually can show you a lot of insights, how you can use the people in your organization in order to get the best process, the best results. Because if you take everyone and ask their opinion, eventually you will find that the hidden truth uh, so we don't have time to talk about what is the wisdom of the crowd, but basically it means that collective wisdom is much accurate. And uh, you can also Google it and find about it. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, so this is one of them. Uh, the second one is from Good to Great. Jim Collins? Uh, yes, yeah, I think he So what I like about this book is it, it, it's like, it's opened my perspective and, and give me a vision of other leaders, not, not from the area of quality, but business leader uh, and how they think. This was one of it. And the second that, that it showed me that I should not settle on good, but I can be great. And what great is all about. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh, the last but not least is the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. So the four mm-hmm. agreements are like uh, the four agreements that you are doing with yourself uh, in your daily life. So you will have some kind of inner peace. And I found this the fundamental for success anywhere um, that you will find you will find you know your center. Uh, will not get annoyed or distressed from anything, but become a truly leader that people can count on. So those are the three books. I have a lot more, but also the one that I'm really into. No, I think, I think uh, you know, as, as I said, most quality professionals read, and, uh, you know, this is a very, very um, uh, interesting choice of three books. Um, uh, of course, we can, we can keep uh, interacting, and, uh, and if you have more recommendations, we can post on each other's blog okay. from time to time. Fantastic. So I, I think uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, wrapping this up. Um, Carmen, do you have any um, summary comments or anything as we close this? Um, anything that you would like to give as a message to fellow quality professionals across the world? Yeah, the only message that I would like to uh, remind you is that you are there because the business and the management, they actually need you. They need you to show them the way. But talking the language, they can accommodate and they can understand. Hmm. I think that's very well summarized and I will always remember the fact that you said that, you know, we need to be faster. We need to talk uh, the language of senior management, which is usually money. And yes. uh, of course, I think earlier on you, you spoke about your own personal journey and how you got into quality and why it is important to take responsibility of our own function and not blame others uh, in these situations. So um, fantastic, uh, Karmit. I think it was um, it was an education talking to you. You are, of course, a very well-accomplished uh, person in this field. Um, and I hope that our listeners also got a good summary of uh, what your message is. Um, I will, of course, leave the information on my podcast and the blog on to how to reach out to you. So please do expect some people reaching out to you as a result of this and um, and thank you very much uh, and to my listeners um, and 
you know i hope you like this new format slightly different format of the podcast and the revised scope of the podcast which is now called manage better and um, i will of course try and bring more uh, professionals into this to share their story and learning um, that they have the website that i have is now moved to www.managebetter.in uh, please remember .in uh, and uh, the podcast has also moved similarly i will leave all these links for you to connect uh, to this till 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 our next episode um, keep the quality flag high and yes manage better thank you karmit thank you listeners thank you ashwan